This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, we're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Phil Billing. Bit stamped on. Here's Jordan Zamora flying forward. Is there a second for Jordan Zamora? There is a second for Jordan Zamora. He puts the game to bed for Bournemouth. Hello and welcome to episode 132 of Back of the Net, the AFC Bournemouth podcast, where we take a considered view of Boscombe's last match. And whilst recently there have been a few draws which we've gone away frustrated at, on this show I can tell you it's all smiles as AFC Bournemouth at the weekend managed to wreck the tykes. Psych! That's an Anton Deck lyric there for you. Or is it PJ and Duncan? I never know. It was an accomplished display of control, flair and hunger. It was one of those performances that you could purr at. Indeed, it it was perfect. Yes, if we were to be picky, we'd probably be recording this show suggesting that we could have won 10-0. But with a trio of goals at the Vitality, with two from our in-form left-back, it made September the 11th, 2021, a very good day indeed. So, to talk about it, we've got Tom Jordan and Mr Tiggs. And once again... This second look comes straight from our YouTube channel, so please forgive us for the references to visuals that we have on screen. But of course, if you do want to watch it, just head to youtube.com forward slash AFCP podcast. Let's get going. Well organised, with good communication and making the most of opportunities, it's Tom Jordan. <laughs> Tom, <laughs> how are you, buddy? You all right? Very good, mate. It's been a great few days and a great game to watch, wasn't it? Really enjoyable. 
I can't think of many ways to make this better. Wait, yes, I can. Mr. <laughs> Tiggs is here as well. How are you, Tiggs? Yeah, I'm all good, mate. And it's lovely. Isn't that lovely feeling when after you win a game? Mm. You know, and convincingly so. Beautiful. Really is good. So this weekend, AFC Bournemouth dispatched of Barnsley 3-0. And it was one of those performances that you could purr at. Indeed, it was perfect. If we were to be picky, we could probably be recording this, suggesting that we should have won 10-0. But with a trio of goals at the Vitality, with two from our left-back extraordinaire, it made September the 11th, 2021, a very good day indeed. And Tom... There was a lot to love about this performance, wasn't there? It's, it's the kind of showing that might make you think that that bet at the start of the season where you tipped AFC Bournemouth for promotion might be a good bet after all. Yeah, it was, like I say, it was, it was champagne football at times and it was just it was just so good to watch, wasn't it? And it feels like that's probably the... I mean, obviously we had uh, COVID, so we didn't go to the ground and stuff like that, but it feels like we haven't had a performance like that, a complete performance like that in a long time. And um, it just, it was very, very hard to pick at anything really in there, apart from, like you say, scoring more goals. But um, so good to watch. We grew and got better and better as the game went on. And like you say, yeah, if you watch that game, you'd think, well, Bournemouth have got to be in amongst it. Um, I felt we made Barnsley look very ordinary as well. And uh, they're no mugs either. You know, they're, they're mid middle diddle at the moment, aren't they? But obviously had a good season last season. They've got some decent players and we made them look so average. Um, yeah, we were, we were brilliant and it looked like the players were enjoying it. And that's always good to see as well. They look like they're really enjoying themselves out there. And um, yeah, it was it was just 10 out of 10, wasn't it? Smiles on the faces of the players whilst they were playing. And yeah, we should mention Barnsley. It is all going to be about Bournemouth, of course. And when you watch the highlights packages, I don't think there are many Barnsley chances in there at all, if any. However, shadow of the side that we saw come to Dean Court last season, eh, Tiggs? Yeah, I mean, I thought Barnsley were excellent for the first eight minutes. I really did. And I think I'm not saying that to be like, um, I'm not taking the mickey or nothing, but I genuinely, in that first sort of period, I, I, I thought, oh no, you know, they're, they're really pressing us hard and we're going to find it difficult to break them down. Um, but yeah, they, and that's, that's what they were like last season. So I thought we were going to be in for a game of that. But then what happened, happened. Yeah, what happened did indeed happen. And, Let's go through the teams then when we saw them at two o'clock. And Tom, bang on the money with your predictions from our YouTube prediction show. 100% yeah. right. So Travers in goal, across the back, Smith, Cahill, Kelly and Zamora. Introduction for Gary Cahill. Nice to see. Yeah, I think, um, like I say, it's, it's weird because I always feel like, oh, I reckon I can get the team selection. And this one, I thought this is going to be well hard to predict mm -hmm. because we've got so many options now. I managed to get it. And I think... Um, Scott Parker actually mentioned kind of what we were saying, like you said, a, a few days ago, where we were saying about, I think this might be Kale's one with Meppen playing quite a lot of games um, in on international break. So I, I thought this might be the one for Kale to come in. And Smithy, I felt just because it was um, an illness and not an injury, I thought, well, if he's got over the illness, he, he will physically be okay. And I think we all said, didn't we, that Stacey looked like he was maybe rushed back a little bit at hole. So and I think Kelly and Zamora picked themselves. And then, yeah, Travis as well. Obviously, it's, forget that he's actually got the shirt back now, hasn't he? Because Nylon was was in goal and got a clean sheet against Hull. So, yeah, it was a it was a nice look to it. I like that back four. I like the goalkeeper. And we've got so many options there. It's the first time we've seen that. But it, it looked good, didn't it, throughout the game. And it looked good on paper as well. 
Now, the way that it's being shown on screen is from the afcb.co.uk website, Tig. So it looks like there we've got Lerma and Pearson as a double pivot, but Lerma was playing a lot more advanced, and I thought he was exceptional in the role that he played. But it was the three of those two aforementioned players and Phil Bill with Jaden Anthony, Brooks, and then Solanke, of course, up top. But what do you make of that midfield three? Yeah, uh, as it transpired, as the game went on, it really worked quite well eventually. Mm-hmm. Um I said earlier about Barnsley being really strong in those sort of opening eight minutes. Um, and in those opening eight minutes, we we were much flatter than that. Um, and we were kind of put, you know, and that's the problem. That is the one problem. You know, you look at those three players there, you, they're going to have a tendency to, to turn into a very straight back three. Um, but as the game went on, you're right. Lerma stepped up. Um, Pearson kind of dropped back. It worked really quite well. I enjoyed it anyway. Mm. First six or eight minutes, as you say, though, Tom, it, we were sat and on, on the Match Day vlog, we even comment on this as well, is that it, it, it felt like it was all Barnsley, not that they did much with it. They were, they were very good with possession of the ball. We found it very difficult to get out of their own half. But when they did get into you know, potentially dangerous opportunities, they didn't do much with it and Travers was barely tested. But it was that sign early doors and you're thinking... This this could be um, an interesting 90 minutes. Yeah, it probably woke us up a little bit as well, to be fair. But yeah, interesting, Tig said, you know, for the first eight minutes. I think, yeah, like you say, we went on the vlog and it was about six minutes. So virtually the same time. And we were going, God, this is a bit of a struggle. But like like you say, they were huffing and puffing, I would say. Mm. But the, the ball was more, obviously, in the north stand. The ball was more down our end, definitely. But yeah, they, they just didn't look like they could cut us open. And I suppose maybe from their point of view, that's that, you know, they lacked a bit um, of creativity, a cutting edge. But equally, was it that we were actually defending quite resolutely and they they were getting past the first phase, but they just couldn't get through, you know, the wall of the back. And I thought the back four were doing their jobs brilliantly, weren't they? And, you know, we'll, we'll talk about later on in the game, but Mark Travers, I'd, I mean, he could have had anyone in goal. We were talking about which goalkeeper we have. I, he didn't do anything, did he? So, you know, that says a lot. But yeah, like you say, they were huffing and puffing, but... The, the only the positive of that start was that they, they don't really look like they're going to get in here. We When we gradually get into our, our player, I think we can catch them. And obviously that's what ended up happening. And then it was just one moment of brilliance, wasn't it? And we turned on the style. And look, I'll be honest with you, I'm watching the highlights at the same time as I talk to you. So David Brooks picks up the ball on the right-hand side, lays it up to Solanke, who's who's running away from the ball, but he manages to almost, with the outside of his right foot, almost a back heel, you back into the path of Brooks. And Tiggs, when he's approaching goal, from where I was in the north stand, I was gagging for him to shoot. But he just took that little bit more time, and then he fed, what was it, Jaden Anthony. But it was a, it was a cracking, well-worked goal. Mm. Some echoes of, um, of a manager previous with uh, the style of play. Yeah, yeah, Daniels Pugh. Yeah, I liked it. I, you know, and look, to see a left back score a goal—that's that's pretty. That's pretty amazing. You know, that's if that's the license that they're being given to get that far forward, um, then yeah, I think that's really encouraging going forward. Um, interesting. Like, we'll talk about this more as as we chat. But so much of our good stuff comes down the left, and that's nothing to say. That's like nothing against David Brooks because he gets involved. He does get involved in games. He pulls teams, doesn't he? He stretches them by being far out there on the right. But all of our players, it feels like, kind of gravitate to that left-hand side. We know that Lerma wants to play on the left. We know that Billing wants to play on the left. Anthony, Zamora, even Dom goes towards the left because he wants players near him. So 
uh, it's no surprise really that all the good stuff came down that side. Mm. I wonder but, if sometimes I do. I've been a bit critical of Brooksy. Obviously, we'll go on mm. to it. He, he had a great game, but I do wonder if sometimes Brooksy is the name, isn't he? And I, I wonder if if teams kind of really look at him and yeah. that left side's a bit more unknown, isn't it? Mm, and I, yeah. do, I do wonder if that plays to our advantage. You know, be interested to see as the season goes on if teams start looking. Actually, this Samura and Anthony combo is a bit of a. We need to shut this down a little bit. I'm not sure, but and maybe the fact that you know Smith and Stacey have changed a bit, and Mepham's played at right back, and probably haven't had that kind of partnership yet, have we? Down the right, which no. I thought was brilliant um, yesterday. But yeah, that so I, I feel like I'm repeating myself, but that it's good having youngsters come through. But when you've got two youngsters that are playing together, and they've been playing together in the academy and all that, I mean, you can't buy that. But we saw it for years, didn't we, with Daniels and Pugh? I mean, it's yeah. just partnerships are, are massive, and that promotion season we had them down one side in front and Richie down the other and makes a hell of a difference. So, um, but yeah, I like that goal because it started on the right, ended up on the left. Perfect, wasn't it? And uh, yeah, really nice move actually. And I was saying to Sam, I thought Brooks, he should have shot at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So he came in from the right hand side and mm. what um, Andy Jennings, who was on the free for all after the game noticed was that he was hugging the touchline all the time. And one thing that he always, he used to tend to do was just try to go down the wing. And he didn't cut inside that much, but he practically ran across the length of the pitch and he just bided his time, fed Jaden Anthony, and it was that telepathic run. There he was, Jordan Zamora. He had two bites of the cherry, but the second one was really good and went into the back of the net. How chuffed were you, Tiggs? Uh, you know what? I kind of watch his two goals from this game and genuinely I get goosebumps. Yeah, I get goosebumps when I watch them and I... I've rarely got that from many moments in football, but looking at the all-tangle footage on acb.co.uk, it just felt so amazing for him. I could almost feel what he felt. It was brilliant. I know, everyone said it. We've all said it, how great we feel about that. And also, uh, we've all said, thinking back to the West Brom game, where he was put out there on the left, and, we, and oh, you know, that was tough for him. So tough. Mm. But game on game, he's got better and better and better. He added assists to his game. Now he's had goals to his game. <laughs> Ah, oh, it's just you just don't expect it to happen this quickly. And we joked, didn't we, after the game of that maybe all this time, is it Rico? Is it Kelly? We had old Zamora there ready, uh, and we never used him. Yeah, well, I wonder if that what Tig's picking up what Tig said. Looking back now, I wonder if that West Brom game was the best thing that ever could have happened. Yeah, you know, his, his first game against proper side. And he was, oh, was it, um, was it Dean Garner that was on that side quite a bit? I think it was Dean Garner, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Was. But and he was getting early on in the game. You thought this lad's a bit out of his depth here, you know, and and he just grew and grew from that. And sometimes you need that, don't you? And it's kind of made him because defensively, we talk about how good he is going forward, but he's always there defensively as well. Some of his recovery runs are brilliant, but yeah, weirdly, I think that that was the best thing that happened because now he can just grow from that. And what you said, Sam, about the, you know. Like I'm the same, it gives you goosebumps when you watch it. And I feel like we've had that a few times. Sadie, I felt like that when Sadie scored. Mm, yeah, against yeah. MK Dons, and then Jay Nantley at Birmingham. Yeah. I remember, you know, I remember it was Jay Z who went over and like hugged him. And you thought, you know, they're now they're they're both complimenting each other, not just on the pitch, off the pitch. They seem like best mates, and oh, it was amazing, wasn't it? It was really good, and um, yeah, and obviously we'll come on to it. Didn't end there, did it? No, it didn't end there, and it. It wasn't an overlapping run. It was it was one of these underlapping runs, mm. and you know the just the feeling and the elation was so good. And you know what? That was the trigger point where it just kept on happening for us, and we kept on creating chances. And you know, I look back at the game now. As I say, I'm watching the highlights whilst I speak to you. And when I was there in the stadium, I I think I said I mentioned somewhere that I felt as though we made a meal out of that first half. But really, we actually 
we completely outplayed them in the first yeah. half as well, barring those first six minutes. I'm just watching Ben Pearson there, here, who I thought in the first half especially had a fairly underwhelming game. I thought he did all right, but he pinged a magnificent ball out to Brooks on the right-hand side. Didn't even think, wasn't even looking at who he was passing to. And Lerma then plays this wonderful like back heel as well. And we're just starting to have these triangles throughout the pitch. It was so nice to see Tom. Yeah, it was brilliant. And I was, I was with you, Sam. Obviously, I, I thought the same. I thought Ben Pearson in particular, I thought, oh, he started a bit bit sluggish, but he definitely grew into the game. And like you say, I remember that crossfield ball. He is probably because he's such a hard tackling, you know, nasty midfielder. It probably gets overlooked, but he's actually very good on the ball. Um, you know, he, he was brilliant. And we were asking him to do that role, which, which Gavin Kilkenny's been doing really well. And he did grow into the game. But yeah, there were some great little moves. And yeah, I was looking back here because I thought first half, as we mentioned, they were and puffing. But they had no goal attempts at all no. in that. Fun. So I've kind of looked back on it, kind of probably as you both have, and I looked at it and thought maybe the first half was more control. It was it was more we just controlled it and we were very disciplined in our approach, very clever. And I, I heard Scott Parker talking about it. I thought he was he was right in what he was saying that in football matches there's ebbs and flows in games. There's gonna be moments where you're under the cost a little bit. But the way we managed it was so good. I mean, the time where they were on top, they didn't have a shot. So, I mean, that's how you manage it, isn't it? And you, and you just know with the quality we've got, eventually it'll start, it'll start flowing back to us and you know, they'll run out of legs a little bit and we'll start finding our, um, our way into the game. And that's what happened, like you say. And there were, looking back on it, there were quite a lot of lovely moves in that first half, weren't there? And yeah. you know, credit to Brooksy, he was involved in a lot of them as well. I think, I think I don't know, you've got the video there, Sam, still on your eyes there. I think it's about six minutes long, yeah. the highlights. I think four minutes of it is the first half. Yeah, you, no. can't, you, you can't remember the second half because mm. we created a lot more than, than we did because we didn't put it away. I think that's that frustration coming through, isn't it? Especially with Dom mm. sometimes, you know, you just, oh, I've had a chance. So it feels like you're not doing as well as you can when you don't take your chances. But we definitely did. We definitely did outplay them. Yeah. And there was, there was this wonderful move as well where Jay Nansney was on the left flank and he played into Phil Bill. And Phil Bill's style, I just look at it and... He, he does just glide around the pitch and just strides around and manages to invariably win the ball first. And then he he looks as though he's almost pondering, but he's not. He's just waiting for Jay-Z to make the run. He makes a run and then squares it to Dom Solanke, who's stretched out, almost Gascoigne-esque, yeah. but just couldn't quite connect to it. And, you know, these kind of things I'm sort of looking back at thinking, you know, what what match was I watching for me to think that we made a meal out of it? Because really, in the first half alone, could have been like three, four, five nil. It was it was it is is weird. I like Tig said. I think Tig's right. There's a lot more like kind of goal mouth scraps in that second half on there, and it, it felt like yeah. God, ours only two. But um, maybe that figure the Blackpool in the back of our heads as well. Like, oh my God, we can't get the third. But yeah, some great great stuff in that in that first half as well. And Billy, like you say, was it's weird with Billy, isn't it? If you lose the game, you go, oh, he's a bit lazy, isn't he? If you win it, you yeah. go, oh, he's effortless. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Let's. But if you had Phil Bill in your side, I tell you what, you'd love to have Lerma and Pearson in around him because you can just let him do what he wants. Because them two will happily do that. If if Binning goes and gives you what he was giving us in that creative outlet and gliding through the pitch and bringing yeah. us up the pitch, then I don't mind if he's not going to be charging back at that because that's what Lerma and Pearson can do. Yeah. So um, yeah, he, he was great, and like you say, it was a better first half than we we probably realised looking back. Mm, it really was. Now let's now give a hat tip to someone at the back who. Look, a lot of AFC Bournemouth fans were not really sure about this guy, but the the way he commanded his defence, Tiggs, you yeah. could hear him. You know, you could hear him. You could see by his 
you know, body language. He was just orchestrating things from the back, telling people where to be. But he was not only telling people when called upon, he was making ridiculously good challenges. You know, there's that one in the yeah. um, in the first half that was exceptional where he slid in, cleared it into the main stand. He was heading out very good with his distribution. He was popping a few passes across the pitch. It was so good. Yeah, he's got a pivotal role to play this season. I think he's been asked to do a lot, but he does it so, so well. You can see why we waited for him now. I understand it. Respect to Parker for, for making the decision to bring him in. Um, yeah, the commanding voice, I think, was the most impressive thing for me. I think we've really lacked that. And that, that's no disrespect to Kelly. It's just that how, you know, how long has he been playing the game? You get someone like Cahill come in, he can, he can tell you a lot more. Um, he didn't seem to mark anyone either. He just seemed to kind of tell other people what to do. Yeah, find, find you know, the interceptions and the space that way. He was tracking back well. Um, yeah, I thought he was great. Rolls-Royce, really, uh, player in that. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be like that for every game for him. It will have tougher ones, I'm sure. Then maybe they'll, they'll try to exploit him in terms of his, his pace, which might not be as much um, as some of the forwards in the, in the league. But then when you've got Kelly next to him, who's such a physical player and he's going to put his body on the line. Yeah, I thought it was great. You know, the two of them together and, you know, credit to to Scotty Parker for, for putting them together and, and trying it out because I think it worked really, really well. Yeah. There are some combinations that uh, it was nice to start to see and you could see the potential even in 90 minutes of a Cahill-Kelly partnership, as you said. And look, we could, we could go on about so many players out there yesterday and, you know, no one had a poor game. You know, another one, your favourite, Tom. Jeff playing a more advanced role. There was a there was a great move where Dom Solanke had the ball on the left flank, and he and he played it forward to Jefferson Lerma, who was the you know he was the furthest forward player, and he shifted his body, and then he put it back onto his right foot, and he played in David Brooks, who was pretty much free at the far post, almost in a kind of I don't know Jan Kermigan esque position against Bolton, where he put Matt Ritchie in, yeah. but. What he did, David Brooks, he took a touch and he sort of flashed it wide, but it, it was another opportunity. And, you know, Jefferson Lerma in that advanced position, he, he can sort of do both, can't he, very effectively? Yeah, I remember having this um, chat, I think it was um, with Neil, Neil Dawson on one of them, where he kind of said about, you know, because we've got so many players in that certain position, you know, is he going to, you know, this obviously before the window ended. But I felt like with Lerma, because of the the energy and the legs on him, that he could do it. And I thought, he's just... I think we'll we'll see that. I'm not saying it's all Jefferson Lerma, but how much better do we look as a team? It was the same last season. He's one of them players that I'm convinced you don't realise how good he is until when he's not there. And when he's not there, you think, yeah. God, there's a big hole here. What's going on? Um, but it's very hard for that kind of player to really stand out, you know, um, in, a, in a league like the Championship. But he's just everywhere. It's like having an extra man in midfield sometimes. I feel like we've got more players than them. He's, he's everywhere. He's bite. He's on, even at the end, like you're tuning up, stop his time. He's fallen on the floor, a bit of shit housery in there. You know, he's got everything. Yeah. He? But um, he was actually, he was probably more the game went on. The chance you mentioned there, very clever with his feet getting forward as well, wasn't he? And probably could have had a few assists to his name and things like that, you know, if things had come off. But yeah, he was great. And the combinations in that midfield were great as well. And yeah, and said about Kale as well, I thought that helps everything. When you've got Gary Kale like that, suddenly Smith and Zamora were so good because they're not worried. They, they've got Gary Kale behind him. He's telling them, you can go. You can go. I mean, yeah. Smithy coming back to the team and been having Gary Kale next to him. He must have loved it. Not a bad way to get back into the side. And then, yeah, I thought Kale and Pearson kind of let everyone else do their thing. And yeah, it was brilliant. 
I mean, Jefferson Lerma did score, but we didn't see it, Tom. Uh, just before half-time, we were in the concourse. We went nice and early. And Jade Nancy floated a free kick to the far post. I think it was Philip Billing at the far post. But on the way to it going in, I think Dom Solanke got a touch. He just nudged it on. And I don't know whether Jefferson Lerma was offside at that point or Philip Billing with the original run. I mean, you were in the south stand, Tiggs. Was anything clear to you about who was offside? No, I would celebrated... <laughs> <laughs> I was certain it was a goal. Was when you, a when you watch the replay, you can see that I think a couple of them are offside, to be fair, uh, okay. when you watch the replay. But uh, the alternate angle one. But no, I was. I thought it was, you know. But i tell you what it did show me as well, um, is how many bodies were getting forward in, in attacking yeah. moments as well. Uh, and it goes it echoes exactly what Tom was saying. We've Our players feel confident now to get so many, so many of them forward because they know behind them they've got Pearson, they've got Cahill. Uh, and those two, I think, were actually the ones that really stand out as, as being the players that you know are going to be tracking back. That said, later on in the game, I think Pearson got forward and got another got a shot off, didn't he? Just yeah. outside the box. So I don't know how many players we had forward then. It's the confidence, I think, is the big difference. We played the game with swagger. I think that's the thing I was just going to tell that, That's, you know, like what Tiggs is saying there. I think if you'll say you're Adam Smith and, you're, you know, Ibsen Rossi was brilliant for us. Gavin Kilkenny's been brilliant. But if you'll say a, an Adam Smith, a Philip Billing, and you've got a Kilkenny and a um, Ibsen Rossi next year you're a little bit you're going to be a little bit more I need to protect him you know I'm one yeah. of the senior players here you know I don't want to leave him exposed maybe I won't make that run if you're Adam Smith and you think oh shall I make a run and Gary Cale stood there go go on you do it and I think just yeah I think in that spine Pearson and, and Cale were, were the glue if you know what I mean let everything else happen and um, yeah it was really it was you could see it was the first time that the team shaped up kind of how Scott Parker probably wants it to you know with, with all the players back now and you think, oh, it does look special, doesn't it? And some of the people that couldn't get on the bench, scary, really. Yeah. Mm. It's it's interesting when you say that because uh, we're not going to play any any moving footage. I know that AACB.co.uk do have Creative Commons license and everything, but I, look, we're a fan channel. We shouldn't be playing the goals, but we will show stills from it. And you said about the options in the box, so you can look see that big fat play button there, so excuse that. But look at the numbers in the box at that chance. That, yeah. you know, that Lerma ended up putting in. I, I remember we've had quite a few, obviously an, an easy one to remember was the Jane Lantley got at Birmingham, where it was nodded back. I think it was Ibsen Rossi. We seem to have had quite a lot. I wonder if that's a thing, where we've been putting balls into the box. There's been a lot of someone going to that back stick, trying to get it across again. Yeah. I wonder if that's something they've, they've worked on a little bit. But like you said, we've got some, forget about it, we've got some bodies in there and get on the end of things, haven't we? Yeah, uh, I mean, there's like stuff. six. Well, I mean, there's eight yeah. on screen at that point in time, which means there's only mm. two outfield players left. So, is that susceptible to the counter attack? Probably not. You know, given the work rate, so maybe you know, maybe it's not reckless. But I tell you what, we had loads of options in the box. I mean, we've got a similar amount of players to what they've. Yeah, I mean, we've got as many players in the box as what they have. Um, you know, minus yeah. the goalkeeper. So, you know, to have those options, absolutely fantastic. And look, we created another chance before half time as well. Again, one that. Myself and Tom didn't see Tiggs, but you did, and that was Dom Solanke that was on the end of it. And it was a, it was a, it was a really great moment where I'm looking at it thinking he, should, he probably should have scored that. He should have scored that. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it, with him? Um, we, he, we sort of earlier on in the season and in the last season, kind of thought, you know, the problem with Dom is that he, he dithers. He takes too long over a shot. But at the same time, you can go the other way, can't you? And you can just hit it first time without really look. Mm. And I think sometimes he's been guilty of that in some of the games. Um, just kind of just wanted to get it out from under his feet and have a, have, a, have a shot. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Invariably, he hits the keeper. Um, and it's just whether he can get it underneath the keeper, I think, uh, a lot of the time. 
But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, he's still getting in good positions. I think he had maybe three or four chances to score in that game. Hmm. So if he didn't, all right, he got one, but that's still, that's still four times he's got into a place where he could have scored a goal. Keeps doing that. He will score goals. You always say strikers say, don't you? They only worry when they're not getting the chances. Yeah. If you're a striker, you if you bleed yourself, as long as you're getting the chances, that means you're getting the positions, you're getting fed, it'll come. And obviously he ends up getting one second half. But yeah, I, I always think it's more of a worry if, you, if he's not even getting any opportunities. But yeah. Like you say, Tix, he's, he is getting in their positions. The move started once again with David Brooks on that right-hand side. And it was a pinged ball that met Jaden Anthony. And the way he just caressed that ball forward, he just sort of curled it with the outside of his right foot and uh, and put Dom Solanke in. But really, the position he was in, he he really should have scored it. And I'll bring that up shortly. But you know what, Tom, like you say, it's best to get into that position, isn't it? And yes. then... But there's no rhyme or reason with Dom Solanke sometimes because you sometimes think he overthinks it. Mm. And then uh, and then other times you think he probably should take a touch and take more time on it. It's, he's just finding his feet still. You kind of get that impression that he's slowly turning into the, the perfect striker for us because his work rate is undeniable as well, isn't it? Oh, his work rate is incredible. Um, and every time kind of the game's done, you can see we take him off because we've got Rambam Cotton Wall at the end of the day. He's, he's massive for us. And we were talking about partnerships and things earlier. I've got better if you sat Phil Billing down and said, What's your you know, change of form since you go to that system? Well, I've got Dom's working his nuts off for me. I'm getting so much yeah. space. You know, mm. everyone else is benefiting. And yes, he might not get 25 goals or whatever, but I'll tell you what, we wouldn't get anywhere near as many goals as a team if we didn't have Dom Solanke up there. Mm. I mean, the amount of space he brings up other people. But but having said that, he's a centre forward and in that position there that you yeah. put on screen, he's got a score and he'll know that. Um, yeah. Which is why, obviously, we'll come on to it. I'm so glad he just bundles one in second half because mm. that that's that's a sign of a striker that I think's getting his confidence back up. Last season, when he if he would have missed a chance like that, there's no way he's scoring a second half. Do you know what I mean? He kind of it seemed to get into his head. Now I think he's going. I'll get another chance. He's kind of believing he'll get more opportunities and he'll take one. So that's the main thing. But yeah, he's he's got to score that. We all know that. Mm. When we look at the other goal in, in, in the second half, I hope we can pull up a picture of that, Sam, because actually. Um, it, was, it was a similar kind of, it's easier chance really, but his body positioning, the shape of the body, the way he hits the ball <laughs> in the one that he scores, you don't actually expect him to score. No. Whereas that one, he just looks perfect to score. Mm. So uh, you're right. Sometimes he, he baffles you because he, the harder opportunity he'll be able to score. Whereas the easier one. Always the way. Do you think that Scott Parker had it in his head about what happened against Blackpool? Because that second half, not that we saw the goal, Tom, honestly, we've got to get a grip. We need to get out. I saw the goal. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did. you did. I did. Hey, don't tarnish oh, yeah, me the same for us, Davis. Sorry. <laughs> Apologies, I forgot that you saw it. But it was a it was a really good sort of, you know, it was Phil Bill on the left. And he just kind of fired the ball across. I don't think he was aiming towards anyone in particular, but he just thought he'd do it at pace. And look, you know, that goalkeeper, as we clearly saw, was capable of an error and in the second half he you know he was making a lot of them but yeah he 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 just fumbled the ball and then yeah you know Dom Solanke right place right time and um you know still still wasn't sure about the finish but in off the post they always look good when they're in off the woodwork eh? yeah yeah probably a little bit fortunate but like you say there's definitely I'd be shocked if Scott Parker didn't mention something about the Blackpool game look at that um but yeah he's I think second half gets Blackpool we almost sat off them a bit straight away in that second half because we felt yeah. like we had the game. 
and we probably invited them to to play like that. I think Scott Parker would probably said to us, don't let them feel like they're in this game. Go out there and keep that energy. We'll get another goal mm. and that they they will not play. We almost, against Blackpool, I felt like we we gave them the hope, if you're not in. Uh, they got out of straight away in the second half and scored and you thought we got their tails up. So, yeah, credit to them for not letting that happen this time. And like I say, it was a feeling down that left hand side, just put a ball in the right area, which we've done so many times in the game. Um, and that, that one come off. But yeah, the goalkeepers, I mean, he did have a, we were giving him a bit of stick behind that goal because he was having one. But And every time he made a good save, it was normally after his error. Do you know what I mean? He was all yeah. over the place. But um, yeah, and yeah, Don got the end of it. Uh, not the best finish in the world, but he put it in. And um, yeah, it looks better when it's come off the post, like you say. But Don deserved it, didn't he, for his work. He, he deserved one, uh, fortunately, to just scuff in off the post. So yeah, I was chuffed. And then it, it felt different to Blackpool, didn't it? I did feel like job done it. Whenever we got the ball, we looked a threat, and I'm talking every single attack. Sometimes you, we've watched Bournemouth so many times where we've got the ball for we've got possession for possession's sake, and we're not really doing anything with it. But this time there was a direct. It was almost like there were direct instructions to you know just you know go forward, and mm. we we managed to have this sort of high press, which obviously forced them into mistakes. The work rate when we did lose the ball, there are a couple of occasions where we lost the ball. We got the ball back so quickly, we recycled it. And then we went up the pitch and we looked really, really threatening. There were overlapping runs. It was almost like in that Bolton game, sorry to reference it again. I think it was on about 85 minutes or whatever. I think Brett Pittman had the ball at his feet and there were like four or five players just, you know, absolutely bombing forward towards the North stand. And there were like so many options and it almost felt like we were playing 10 men. Yeah, yeah. I think it helps as well that you know because we play from the back, our centre our centre halves are coming so far forward and joining the midfield, which makes it easy to get those balls out wide. And a lot of it came from out wide initially. Um, what was really interesting for me as well is that um, previous to Cahill starting, that was Lloyd Kelly's job. Mm-hmm. Lloyd Kelly was bringing the ball out and making those passes, and now it was more Cahill in that game. You know, Lloyd Kelly wasn't asked to do that. Um, so you've always got somebody at the back who's, who's who's starting to forge out, create opportunities for the players. And then you've got people in the midfield doing the same thing. So it feels like we've got a lot more creative minds on the pitch, I suppose. I could barely ever remember a sideways or backwards pass in that game. Every no. time we got the ball, it seemed like I'd, you know, we'd have the ball of our goalkeeper and the next minute we're in. It was yeah. unbelievable. And I'm sure Barnsley, you know, if, if we had a Barnsley fan there, they would say they were all over the place, you know, and stuff like that, because you always look at your own team. But we have, they, they can't be that bad that we just, every time we've got the ball, but we just... We it was all, it was the decision making, wasn't it? I think you know, like you said, Sam. There's there's been times where it's, I think that's a good point. We've had possession for possession's sake. Mm. It felt a lot like that last season, and this time I never felt like we were just going. Oh, sorry. never. We were mm. so full throttle, weren't we? Um, mm. And it, that's so enjoyable to watch. And and that's got to be a confidence thing as well. You know, we've we all play football. It doesn't matter what standard. If you're not confident, you play a safe pass. You, you play a safe pass. You think I don't I don't want to be the one that loses the ball. Whereas out there, they're all taking risks. They're all brave you know, and, and things like that. So I think that's it. I think confidence is a massive thing. I think they're enjoying their football and we're enjoying watching it. It was brilliant. You can sense that they smelt blood and they can yeah. sense that, uh, you know, whereas Blackpool sort of maybe dug in, Barnsley didn't and they and they didn't have anything about them. It'd be, it would have been interesting to have seen what would have happened if, if like Barnsley even had a shot on goal, whether that would sort of change their mindset and maybe, you know, sort of give them something to go for. But I just thought that we, you know, we were at it. Lerma had a shot from distance. I think that was when Solanke was 
marauding through the centre of the pitch. He kind of miscontrolled it. And Lerma was probably too nice with his shot. He hit it with his instep, curled it, but probably probably needed to do better. Probably should have put Brooks in. Brooks actually, in on the right, right yeah. side. Yeah. But then there was another chance where, where Phil Bill was played in and he pulled it back. And, it, you know, it fell to Brooks. And there were pinball moments in that yeah. half as well. And there were so many players that you just think, you could have scored. No, you could have scored. No, you could have scored. It was... um. It was a joy and it must be nice for the players, Tom. And you oh. can see that as well because they all had a smile on their faces, even at 1-0 yeah. when they were missing yeah. chances. You'd think it'd be like, oh, God, you know, but it no, wasn't. No, they were smiling and that was really nice to see. They look like they're being told to play with like this freedom and they're, they're, they're liking what they're being told to do. They're liking the instructions. Um, and yeah, and they're, they're a group that they're all digging in for each other. And yeah, like I said, I mean, we talk about our left back getting two goals. Right back Smith, he definitely had a shot, keeper tipped over. Ben Pearson's had a strike that went out for yeah. a corner. Jefferson Lerma's had a shot. Billing definitely had some shots. Brooks had some shots. Adley had some shots. So like Christie really come yeah, up. So every, yeah. Virtually the whole team, uh, apart from the two centre halves, I would say, they all had chances, all could have scored. Yeah. Um, crazy, really. And like I say, it did feel like Barnsley got to a point that earlier than they, their fans probably would have liked where they went, we ain't going to win this. Let's hope they don't score too many of their chances. Let's get home. Um, yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, I wouldn't want to get back to Barnes in RE, but I bet they did. One thing when I was watching the game that I didn't actually notice really at all, I knew there was a tackle, but I didn't really see it, was the billing tackle, mm. um, where the Barnsley fans got very upset about this and thought it could have been red. Oh, yeah. I've watched the replay and I can understand why they would think really? it would be a red, because if it was me, uh, it didn't look like Billing really got the ball and it did look like, because he's quite gangly, mm. but he was quite high. Uh, I don't know, yeah. have either of you seen it yet? I don't even see it back. I remember at the time thinking that's just a clearly awful late tackle, yellow card. And I didn't think anything of it. I just thought it's a standard yellow, like really late tackle. But yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah, I think about it. Maybe it, I'm trying to fit this easy, isn't it? When it's your say, if it was twisted, would I be screaming for a bit more? Maybe. I don't know what. It felt quite late in the game. Was it 2 0 at that point? Was it two? Yeah, I think Probably it was. only 2 at that point, wasn't it? Yeah, big moment. Yeah, because he got a yellow. And um, was it Kelly got a yellow as well? Because he accidentally booked Ke uh, Kale in the first half and changed his mind, didn't he? That's right. right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah it I haven't seen it back, though. I haven't seen that billing one back. The only thing that made me think it might well have been a red, and I don't mean to sound cynical, but um, Billing apologised. Uh, oh, okay. Afterwards, said, oh, you know, I wouldn't ever mean to hurt anyone because the, the player's injured now. Um, mm. I had to come off because of that tackle. And I just thought if it was just like a standard yellow and someone got hurt, then maybe you wouldn't apologise. I don't know. It's just you don't see players do that very often. Um and we know that Billy does get a yellow card. Not so much this season, but a couple of seasons ago, when we got relegated, he got quite a few, didn't he? That midfield three of ours is full of yellow, isn't it? It is, really is. Yeah. What I what I really enjoyed seeing, and you're you're talking about Philip Billing there. I mean, that was one of the bad things he did. But um, on the alt angle footage, something that I can't really remember is where he where he picks it up almost from the outside of his own box and just runs, just drives it. Just drives. It keeps on driving, and he's great at that. And there, and there were several players that were doing that. And then you've got players doing that. And then on the other hand, you've got moments where, you know, the ball's reaching Ben Pearson in the centre of the pitch, and he's, you know, pinging balls out to the left. When how does he even know there's someone there? Just mm. first time touches. It was just, it was, um, it was almost like a sort of testimonial. Like you know, that's what it felt. And that there was David Brooks on the right flank, just like standing still and then just like, hooking the ball up in the air to get over his marker someone chesting it down twists turns and stuff it was oh it was it was so good to see 
But of course, the moment that we all wanted to see, well, we saw Jordan Zamora get uh, his first goal for AFC Bournemouth, but that second, Tom, wow. Yeah, he picked it up from deep, and boy, did he run. Even had time for a step over as well, made the angle, and a, and a really composed left-footed finish. He didn't lash at it like Billing did only moments previous. He actually went through and just calmly tucked it into the corner. Uh, and again, another spine-chilling moment. No, it was, it was a brilliant moment. And yeah, when he was driving through, I think... The opposition and and ourselves, I certainly did. Just kept thinking he's gonna square it now. Oh no! Yeah. Now he's square it. Now he's so that yeah. he, I think he just kept thinking. I'll oh, just keep going until someone comes, and they kept backing off. But I would have been interested, you know, not taking anything away from him. But would it that finish was so cool? Yeah. Would he would it have been that cool if he hadn't already scored his first goal? You know, and you yeah. think he sees the headlights and he kind of. I always remember. Was it? It was last season. Like I can't remember. It was either Oldham or or Crawley, one of them cup games that he played. And he had a chance when he come off the bench, I think, kind of late on, and he kind of slashed it. Yeah. And you kind of think, oh, that's a player that's kind of thought, oh, I've got the chance to score. Yeah. Um, and where he's got that first goal, he looked so cool, didn't he, when he slotted it away. Looked like he'd been, you know, a season pro, he'd been doing it for years. So, yeah, I was made up for him. It was, And anyone in the chat or anyone let us know, have we ever had a left-back score a brace in one game? Because I can't remember it. There's no way Daniels ever scored two in one game, I don't think. No. Um, and obviously, we had Daniels for so long, didn't we? Um, but yeah, I, I wonder if there was ever a le- very rare that many teams have a left back that scores two in a game, never mind one that's never scored a goal before. It was incredible, and um, yeah, it was the icing on the cake, wasn't it? To a, to a great all round performance from him and the team. And I love the celebration. Mm. I, know I'm, I know I keep on talking about this old angle video, just go and watch it. All right, that's great. Isn't it? We'll put the card that's at the good. top of the screen so you can watch it. Um, but the joy that was coursing through his veins, you could see he was jumping about. Goals are so much better in stadiums when you got fans in, and everyone, everyone was just so, so delighted for him. Uh, you know, arguably, the sort of decibel level was higher because it was him rather than someone else. Would that be about right, Six? Yeah, completely. It felt like it. Yeah, completely. It was. Uh, I mean, he did a little uh, interview. He's done lots of interviews since, and in one of them, I think it was with Zoe Rundle, he said that. Um, <laughs> He saw he saw the player that he could have played the ball to. Mm. I think it must have been Dom, mm. and he just went, "Nah, I'm just yeah. going to keep going." And I just thought that's brilliant. You know that talk about confidence, Christ, unreal. That's what's nice about this young group, isn't it? This young group, they yeah. look they look hungry, look like they care, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But they're also quite not in an arrogant way, but they're quite confident. And you yeah. need that as a youngster. I think, you know, we talk about Gavin Kilkenny this season, don't we? How brave is he when he gets on the ball so deep? And you think, God, he could cost us a goal here if he gets his pass wrong. Ibsen Rossi bringing it out from the back, you know, two two that didn't even make the squad yesterday. But Anthony and Zamora at the moment are the main two. But the confidence in them at that young age is, I think that's, if you, I'm just thinking, if you're a manager going into a football club and you think, you know, clean slate, look at the youngsters a little bit, you'd be worried that they'd kind of um, panic under the pressure of playing, you know, competitive football. And these guys are so confident. I wonder if that's why Scott Parker hasn't been afraid to just chuck them in. Mm. So he said he could have smashed the granny out of it. He didn't. He, uh, he, he just decided to <laughs> slide it in. And look, it was um, it felt very good. There was a, that good feeling. And you know, one of the most complete performances, you know, David Brooks uh, got substituted. Christy came on. Christy could have got on the score sheet when he was put through uh, by Dom Solanke. I think Phil Billing won the ball back and played with Solanke. Just sort of almost pondered. It just got under his feet. But then he managed to see the run to his right, I think. 
Um, and then, I mean, look, we're getting confused over all these chances. That, mm. that shows how many times. And Christie probably probably should have done a little bit better with it. But, you know, David Brooks was coming off a pitch, Tom, having selfies, <laughs> selfies with fans, like, straight away in the North yeah. Stand. Oh, it's oh, it was good. It was good. It was good. It's, I mean, it's, it's nice when it works allowed, like that. Yeah. Would that have been allowed under Eddie? <laughs> well, I think, to, I think, yeah, I think to be fair, I think this new kind of relatively new rule about they have to leave the pitch at the nearest point, yeah. don't they? They can't just like take loads of time, which probably makes sense. But um, when you, when it's a game like that, that's what you want, isn't it? Because then Brooksy gets to come off, you know, to the North Stand all cheering his name and stuff like that. And I just saw a lad run over and before he just went straight over into a quick selfie. Oh, the audacity, like just yeah. as he's come off, can you a quick selfie? And Brooks was like, all good. By the way, he also did um, uh, a selfie with Andrew uh, Corbin as well inside the main reception after the game as well. And that was lovely to see. So he's... um. He looks happy, Tom. He looks happy. Happier, anyway. Yeah, he def- definitely does. And uh, I've mentioned it a few times. I think I'm, I, I'm critical of, of Brooks. Sometimes people say I'm overly critical of Brooks. I think it's because I think he's so good. And I, I look at what Buendia did last season for Norwich, and I think, you're capable of that. You're and players ca- know ca- how good he is. Because, yeah. we, you know, we've heard umpteen interviews where they're saying yeah. you've not they've not seen a natural talent like it. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's why he gets I get frustrated with him, because I think there's so much in him that he's, he should be giving us more. He should be scoring more goals. He should be hitting double figures. He, he should be. He, he's good enough. Um, and the only thing I will give him, you know, kind of allowances for is probably, that's probably one of the first times he's played with Smithy this season. Um, yeah. You know, Stacey's been injured as well. So them two have, have twisted and changed. He adds kind of Mepham there doing a the job, but not obviously being able to support as much. So, you know, he deserves allowances for that, of course. But yeah, I, I feel that sometimes his positioning's not right all the time and I felt it was better and maybe that's a combo that he liked because him and Smithy yesterday were absolutely brilliant. And they seemed almost telepathic sometimes. That Brooksy would even look up and he knows Smithy's going past him and, and things like that, which was really good to see. But you get a full flow in David Brooks and there's no one better in the league. And I think you just want to see that consistently now. I'll see a performance like that from Brooks and my worry would be Tuesday night he'll have a bad game. And I hope he can prove me wrong because it feels like it's to every other game. I don't know if you agree, Tiggs, but... yeah. We can get Brooksy like that. There's, I wouldn't swap him for anyone else in the league. No, I completely agree with you. Um, and I think I think it does help that he got he's got space. We talked about it before, and you you said it today, Tom, about mm. him getting closed down quick and, and teams, you know, focusing on him. Um, and I don't see why he wouldn't wouldn't carry on this vein of form. You know, we're, we're strong everywhere on the pitch. He shouldn't be singled out. Um, and if he is, he will pop up. He will get those chances. It's interesting. You never call him a winger either, do we? Like, because he comes inside. Mm. So he can play in a number of different positions as well. So if he can keep the vein of form up, he can keep playing for sure. Brief mention for the substitutes that came on Tom, Jamal Lowe. We saw Christie getting his minutes as well. What did you think of, um, of those two performances? Yeah, it was, it was nice to see the new boys on. Um, of course, Morgan Rogers Rogers came on as well, yeah. Yeah, to be fair to Rogers, he, he played against Norwich, but we'll yeah. forget that one. Um, you know, he was, he was only with us for about a day or something, wasn't he? But um, yeah. yeah, nice to see him all. I think, like you mentioned earlier, didn't you? Christy had that chance that he, I saw him say that he um, he, he should have buried it, but good to get in the positions early on, a few nice touches. Uh, Morgan Rogers, I think, ran and put one of them balls across goal, beat his man mm. and stuff like that. And then Jamal Lowe was, was the last one on one, he didn't have as much time, but good to be able to just get him on the pitch, give him some minutes and you know, all them, you know, you think about, I remember starting the season and all waxing lyrical about Mark Ondes, can't even get on the pitch, you know, and it'll be interesting to see what we do Tuesday night because I'm sure Parker would have looked at it and gone, Saturday, Tuesday, I can rotate, but now you'd be, now you'd be going, I don't want to change anything. No. 
it'll be really interesting. It's going to be a hell of a game Tuesday. Can't wait. It was interesting to see where they came on as well. So Christie mm. came on uh, on the right right mid, right wing. Yeah. Uh, so is he direct competition for Brooks? Maybe. Um, maybe that's where he wants to play. Christie mm. talked about him being able to play. He came here because he could play where he wanted to play mm. in in a system. So maybe that he wants to play on the right, cutting inside. And then you had uh, Morgan Rogers. He came in on the left, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, for for Jaden Anthony. So maybe we'll see that. And then up front, so Low was was swapped for Solanke. So that, that that tells me maybe that maybe those are the three players that you could see rotated round. Um, although only because if Dom ever got, I don't know, you want to hold on to Dom, don't you? You just, you said if he got injured, I would, that would, I couldn't see any other area in the pitch where if we had an injury, we'd be in trouble apart yeah. from there, but even oh, with would. strengthening. That's a hell of a backup from three in that, that, we, that we ended the game with. And, you know, Stanislas is, you know, you forget, we forget, I know we, we all kind of joke about it. It is sad because he's, he's, we know he's going to be injured on and off all season because that is Stanislas' career, unfortunately. But mm. we all know when he's on the pitch, they're the player. But yeah. now I'm looking at it going, even if he was fit, he struggled against the squad. Mm. Even if he was fit. I mean, you, we know the quality, so you probably would have him on the bench because, you know, set piece, thing like that. But I'll tell you what, he'd really struggled against the team, wouldn't he? Um, you know, and, and last season, our best player was a winger in Dan Juma. And, yeah. you know, we're not missing him because of the, you know, we know his quality. But the options we've got now, as you say, Tiggs, brilliant. And, yeah. yeah, I don't think we'll know in terms of Solanke because I agree. He's the one you don't want to get injured. Um, cause, but we're, we're not going to know until we see more of Lowe. Um, yeah. You know, in the, in the amongst it, there probably will be games where we're maybe chasing a little bit and we pair them both. And that'll be interesting as well. But um, at the moment... Yeah, you just can't leave Dom out, can you? But it was key. As soon as he took him off when the game was won, because he he knows we need to we need to keep our team fit. And it's not his goals. We we talked mm. about it earlier on. You know, if anyone if anyone's sitting there thinking, what are they talking about? He doesn't score enough goals. It's not his goals. That's not the problem. Yeah. It's he's been played a very specific way. He's got very specific instructions, and the other players around him are gaining so much confidence, so much time on the ball because oh, of what he time. does. Now, if you take him out and you put someone else in, you can put you could put I don't know best striker in the world up there and if it doesn't fit the system yeah. you know it's not going to work so mm. yeah it's, it's he's so important to the way we play mm. yeah let's hope Lowe can do that yeah and i think parker's going to be pretty happy with that well you could see from his post-match interview on afcb tv that he was absolutely delighted with it and he's got he's got some headaches ahead of that game against QPR and where does that leave us in the league well we're in a we're in a pretty good position and isn't it amazing how how mentally we change as fans only a few games ago we were thinking mm. oh god it's threadbare and you know what are we going to do and just only two acquisitions later I mean yes we got the sort of loan signing as well but uh, we are we're now looking up rather than down and we're looking at matches against QPR and thinking you know this is an absolutely huge match we're fifth in the league we got 12 points from six games and the two unbeaten sides of course West Brom but the two unbeaten sides that are in the playoffs will be facing off on Tuesday it should be an interesting one it's interesting to see what people across the globe have said as well and we've had a number of sound bites that have been submitted to us so firstly we got the legend that is Chris Edwards I'm always a little anxious coming out of an international break because you never know how the team's going to respond. A little shaky there at the beginning because uh, Barnsley put a lot of pressure on us. Uh, we seemed like we played a lot through the back, but we had that nice little build-up goal against the pace of play. 
got into halftime with 1-0 lead. And second half, he was off to the races. Now, what can I say about Zermiro that everyone else hasn't said? Uh, Barnsley had no answers for him. He just got anywhere he wanted to on a pitch, and it was so much fun watching him play. On the defensive side, man, it was nice having Cahill back there, a good veteran presence, kept the back line in line, uh, always in formation, never a bad pass, never out of place. Uh, and what about our bench? Uh, we had great options on the offensive and defensive side, uh, and we all know it's a long season, so it's always nice to have those uh, available to us. Lastly, Sam, happy birthday. Uh, you've had a large role in creating this community of supporters, and we thank you for that. We do not take that for granted. So once again, buddy, happy birthday. Great three points. Up the cherries. Love that. Like, I know I love his analysis. Yeah, he's... yeah brilliant. brilliant. We also have Andrew Roper as well, who had his day. Morning, Sam. Morning, everyone. Yeah, great three points yesterday. Just sort of reflecting on, on the performance. Um, brilliant all round, really. Great, great team performance. Solid at the back. Good up front. Midfield's amazing. You know, with Lerma and um, Pearson, they're very, very solid. Funnily enough, sort of first 20 minutes, um, I thought they were quite good. They pressed us high. We couldn't seem to sort of get out of our half. They were really sort of pushing us back, pinning us back really in our box. But we got through that. Crucial first goal. And then um, obviously the second just after half time and then really we were south stand and um you know i don't think barnsley got in our half um second half so sorry in our box second half so yeah very very uh comfortable second half brilliant um i say brilliant midfield i think pearson and lerma and then there are superb you've got cahill and kelly behind uh having adam smith back i think was really important on the right hand side obviously jordan samuras had all the plaudits was fantastic linking up with anthony Good to see the new sign as well, the subs. I mean, you know, it was it was a perfect day. So uh, brilliant all round. Really, really pleased and can't wait for Tuesday. And happy birthday, Sam. Cheers, everybody. Bye. I like his mug, don't you? Yeah. He's he's got a cracking mug, I want to say. And look, before before I sort of I tried to brush it under the carpet. However, yes, it was my birthday of the weekend, and it was um, really lovely to get a number of messages. Uh, not least, there was um, Ethan Burney who, who sent a that was so nice to get a message from you, Ethan. Really, really lovely touch that. Thank you so much. And uh, you know, to those that are watching on YouTube, we got this bad boy baked for us. Uh, Tiggs, I'm not sure if you've tucked into yours yet. I haven't yet, Tom. I don't know if you have, but. Um, Oh, yeah, apparently it tastes amazing. And this is thanks to the partner of Milford on Sea's sexiest man, Keith Thomas. Vita, thank you very much for baking this. Two cakes I got, and it's the ASCB podcast logo with a big happy birthday, Sam 40 on it. Honestly, absolutely loving that. Loving that. Gorgeous. Also loving this message. This was uh, Colin Burns' view of the game as well. So just got back now from the game. What a performance? Probably the best performance of the season so far. So many outstanding performances from the team today. Obviously, don't need to say any more. I'm sure everyone's going to say this some more. What a performance. I will admit, when I watched the West Brom game, I questioned, um, you know, his strength um, and his inclusion in the team. But he's completely proved me wrong. Zamora's been absolute quality Two great goals, um, showing Dom how to score one-on-one, -on -one, which was good to see. Um, yeah, fantastic. Down that left side, him and Anthony, Jaden were just 
quality. But Brooks had a really good game out wide. Um, Lerma and Pearson, brilliant in the middle. And the back, the back pairing now, the strength and depth we've got. I thought Cahill and Kelly were absolutely fantastic. Cahill, quality the whole game. You can see the experience and the maturity he's got. It's exactly what we needed. Uh, it's good to know we've got also Rossi and we've got Steve Cook as well. Um, so we've got strength and depth at the back. It's sad and interesting to see that Steve Cook wasn't on the bench today, which was a shame. Um, Dom did well up top. Everyone just played so well. It was a quality performance. I was a bit concerned going into the game um, because obviously Barnsley had a really good season last year, uh, known for their high press and their work rate. Uh, and they did show that in the first 10 minutes of the first half. Um, they had a, quite a good spell at the beginning. Um, quite a lot of pressure. And you could, they just weren't giving us any space, but felt like they started to tire. Second half, it could have been six or seven. We were so on top. It wasn't, it was ridiculous. How many balls are going across the bat, going across the goal line? Just no one there to finish it. Um, but very happy with Freena win. A special shout out to their goalkeeper who I don't know what was going on with his distribution today. Every single kick seemed to go to one of our players and I thought, you know, he, he could have just had a bad day, but he was so poor. What a poor keeper. And obviously he spilled it for Dom to score his goal as well. So. Yeah, it was a great, great day, great game. Uh, good to see the new boys as well. Uh, Christy, Lowe and Rogers as well. Good to see them. Uh, hope to see more of them. We've got such, we've got such a good squad now of players that we can pull from. So if we get a few players injured now, we've got people who can fill in. Just waiting for Lewis Cook to come back now. Um, so yeah, great game. Uh, QPR on Tuesday. I think QPR will be, um, a, a quite a different game. Um, they've had a really good start to the season. I think they're going to be one of the dark horses this year, um, with the playoff places and maybe automatic promotion. So I think that will it'll be, give us a really good indication of where we are now, um, in that game. So very much looking forward to that on Tuesday. Home to QPR. Up the cherries. Love it. Love it. Finally, who would you like to hear from, Tex? What, anyone in the world? Yeah. <laughs> if you did pick one, anyone in the world, it's got to be Daniel. All right, then. Let's see. Let's oh, see yeah. Good on. idea. I was going to go for Cindy Crawford. Sorry. <laughs> he played really good. Jordan Zamora's goal was amazing. Like, the pass from Jaden Anthony, amazing. That shot was amazing. We played really good. Don't, there's, like, two things I'm not, like, my biggest fan of about today's game. Was the offside. The ref was, was not a... It's a championship game. The refs are never really that good. But I feel like that was an onside goal. And the dumb, dumb should have scored that. But it doesn't really matter because then he scores. And I feel like we we did have a really good game. And hopefully we can play like this versus QPR. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Love it. You know um, what? Yeah. Short to the point. Absolutely no, love, love it. Daniel. Thank you so much. Uh, right, well, that's about it. Um, you mentioned the back of the net mugs. Uh, to anyone that's watching and hasn't got one, we're going to pop a message at the Sorry. bottom of the screen now because you can get hold of it. Oh, look at it. Look at it. Where's mine? Haven't got it. Oh, that's outrageous. I've got to be honest. I, I feel a bit, a little bit sad because Tom and I have still got last season's mugs oh. and you've got the new design, which is nicer and better and more beautiful. Let's get another one, aren't we? We may have to sort out some more. But yeah, if you want to get the mugs, that's where you get them at afcbpodcast.com forward slash coffee. And look, we've been transparent about how much we make from each mug. It's it's not a lot, but you can give more if you'd like to. But you can also 
help the channel in other ways as well. So as you're watching on YouTube, you can do one-off super chats. Uh, that comes through to us via YouTube. You, you take a right old chunk, by the way, YouTube. They take 40% of every super chat, which is absolutely criminal, isn't it? No wonder YouTube are doing so well. But you can be an absolute hero if you make a one-off donation via Kofi. That's uh, afcbpodcast.com slash coffee. You can, of course, buy a back-of-the-net mug, as we said. But also, a monthly donation. You'll be an absolute legend, and you'll appear on our Legends wall at the end of every video we do. But not only that, we've got a private discussion group that you can join. And also, you can also have an exclusive first look some of our youtube content as well you lucky things tell you what i was a lucky thing to be joined by you boys today oh you were indeed sam and sorry mate if i know it was your birthday i would have made more of a fuss than um (laughs) didn't mention it (laughs) no i've got got a good one mate it was a great way to end it all wasn't it fantastic fantastic few days and superb game and bring on tuesday i can't wait to get back in there you yeah, know. can I just? Um, I just yeah, want to apologise to Daniel. Uh, Daniel, I did. I did really want to hear from you, not Cindy Crawford. I've just given her a bell, and she thought we could have been Nyland in goal. So what does she know? Yeah, I just don't want any more final surprises. Okay, so oh, get, <laughs> get out. Anyway. For those who are listening on the podcast, I'll just punch it a blue. But anyway, thanks very much for all your company, whether you're listening on the audio pod or whether you're watching on YouTube. Cheers for your company. Cheers, boss. Cheers, Tiggs. Not the cherries. And cheers, you guys. Thanks for supporting us. See you later. Not the cherries. Superb to hear from the boys there. And what a nice way to spend a 40th birthday. Yeah, I was 40 at the weekend. I don't think that's escaped the attention of many people. I wanted it to fly under the radar, but oh my goodness me. If you go to YouTube and watch the preview show for the Barnsley game, I had no idea about this, but Tiggs had this video message prepared from a number of ex-Cherries players, people at the club now, and all wish me happy birthday media folk including chris temple and mark mcadam and i I didn't expect it whatsoever so it really took me by surprise but it was such a nice thing and i got um, a signed shirt as well with davis 40 on the back wanting to keep it under the radar that's not gonna happen is it but really enjoyed it i've got to say and yeah had a had a whale of a time doing that and uh yeah thank you to everyone that got involved thank you to someone that I met in the concourse during that game in the North Stand who who basically um, blessed us with a donation for the pod, which um, I've told everyone about. And it's just, it's so generous. He said, no names. And I I said, I can't, I can't, I can't take. He's like, no, have it. So uh, with that, we're going to be, we're going to be upping our uh, media equipment uh, budget, I think, because uh, we want to invest in some proper decent mics again for kind of stuff outside the ground. At the the moment, if you watch the free-for-alls, it's not bad, actually. I just stick one of these little mufflers over the end of a phone and then sync the audio up, and it actually sounds really good, but we do want to start to look professional as well and get a proper lighting bracket for when we're doing our night games as well. So, yeah, thank you so much for all of your birthday wishes and all the love for the podcast. Um, I appreciate that the audio versions have come out 
a little bit later than normal, but we've uh, reached some kind of uh, technical... Well, t- our podcast provider were messing us around a bit, and uh, now we've managed to sort it, so all is good. So expect weekly drops once again. But anyway, thanks for your patience, and thanks for listening to Back of the Net, the AFC Bournemouth podcast. Phil Billing gets stamped on. Here's Jordan Zamora flying forward. Is there a second for Jordan Zamora? There is a second for Jordan Zamora. He puts the game to bed for Bournemouth. The North Stand is on its feet. And Jordan Zamora is loving life inside the Cherries' first team. Bournemouth 3, Barnsley 0. Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.